step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, welcome everyone to the Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Taylor Tagg. I'm a forgiveness educator and coach certified by the Midwest Institute for Forgiveness Training and a certified Napoleon Hill Foundation Leadership Instructor. Find out more about my work and learn how to let go of resentment, pain, and suffering in a few easy steps. Please visit me at TheEvolvingHeart.com where you read my number one Amazon best-selling book, The Path to a Peaceful Heart. And now to today's success story. Today we have Tracy Goodwin, who is owner of Captivate the Room. And Tracy started speaking and winning awards at the age of 12. She later went on to become a professional actor for many years. She has a BFA in directing, an MA in child drama, and an MA in corporate communications. But her expertise and passion lie in voice technique and training. People all over the world seek her out for her expertise. And she loves building massive confidence in people, helping them get grounded in and find their core message, giving them the courage to share it, and, of course, the techniques necessary to speak it beautifully. Tracy teaches how to change lives with your message, and her technique is game-changing for actors, speakers, business people, and podcasters of all ages. Tracy is joining us on Journey to Success Radio today to give us some valuable tips on how to tell the story of our own life in a unique way using our voice. So, Tracy, welcome to Journey to Success Radio today. How are you? I am great, and I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Just just the title alone of your podcast gets me excited. <laughs> well, that's great. It's always about a journey to success. We're always headed somewhere uh, on that road to success, and I know that using our voice is a big part of our successful journey, whatever that is. So tell us just a little bit of background about how you got into voice training. No, that's that that's a such a journey in itself and and I love the story about how I ended up being a voice expert. You know, like you said, I started winning awards when I was 12 years old and I I won them because I always had the ability, I always had the knowledge of what to do with my voice and it was was that ability, I, I honestly believe, that got me those awards. But then, you know, we go off, we, I think that subconsciously we kind of fight our purpose sometimes and, and, and fight, you know, we're, we're looking for something. And I always had my heart set on being an actress, and, and, I, and I was, and I was successful. 
But, you know, I, I just kind of kept searching. It, I still hadn't hit my purpose. And so then I directed plays all over the world. And, but, you know, the funny thing is, is that people kept seeking me out to train them how to use their voice. And so by the time I was in my 30s, I really started really focusing on that as my primary, primary goal, working with people. I had always done it, but I had never really done it in the, in the thought of, whoa, this is my purpose. And one day I woke up and I literally, it just all, my whole life flashed in front of me because I realized that I, you know, I'm old enough that I was raised in a family, and this is not in, in any kind of negative comment whatsoever, but we were just to, to be seen and not to be heard. Yes. So I am now training people in, in how to bring everything to life and how to share their message with their voice, and that was absolutely my core deficit growing up. And so it really has been a journey, and over the years, especially the last 10 I really see the power of the voice. I mean, you know, do you want to tell a story or do you want to change a life? Well, the voice is the missing link that can make that happen. So I get, I get a little bit excited about what I do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think most people in general don't realize how important the voice is and using vocal tonality and in, in how they present themselves. So what is it about the voice that's, that's so important for people? Well, it, the voice is, we get bogged down in the words. And, you know, truly, we don't think about the voice because why, why in the world would we? We speak, you know. Why would, why would we think about that? Because we're doing it anyway. But the voice and how you use it, the difference is telling something, saying something, or affecting another person by touching their senses. And it's the tonal qualities, the variety, the adding stress, the pacing, all of those bits that change the game from I'm putting all my focus on the words, I'm talking words at you from my head to connecting to the words and bringing them to life so that they affect you. So that the way I say, oh, I was raised that way, I make you feel, oh, my gosh, I, I, I can relate to her. I know exactly. I could have rattled those words off without any, any inflection whatsoever. But would they have affected you? Maybe, maybe not, if that so, makes sense. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. And I think that in, in, in making mistakes and how we use our voice, we don't, we don't get some of those small little tips that, that help us make our voice better. What are some of the mistakes you see people in uh, using their voice? What are some of the, the big mistakes you see? Well, there's a couple of, you know, there's a, there's a couple of big deal breakers. And, and, and it, it's nobody's fault because when we go into mind mode, when we go into re- delivering the words mode, when we go into I'm nervous mode, what is in our body is going to kick in. And, and so one of the main things that is a, is a big deal breaker is people stop breathing. They hold their breath in. I mean, obviously you don't stop breathing. You, you know, we breathe, but they hold that breath in. And without breathing, you really can't connect. You really can't connect to the voice. You really can't have the power that you need. You really can't calm down. You really, you know, breathing is, is a big problem. But I think that the next biggest issue 
is, is either pace or variety in the sense of stressing words. Pace, if you go too fast, you know, our brain tells us to check out every 90 seconds. I've already got an audible delay to get used to your voice. If you're going so fast that you've already lost me and my brain tells me to check out, you're going to have to work really hard to get me back. So pace is, pace is a big one. You know, especially you get nervous, you start going faster, or you go fast naturally and somebody says, oh, you've got to slow down. So you overcompensate and start going really slow because someone said to slow down. So that's a problem. But really, you know, we've got to remember the audience doesn't know what we know. So we have to use stress to point things out to them so they know what the important pieces are. Well, absolutely. And I think that stress is so really important with the voice, number one. I'm reminded of speakers who have a monotone voice. No, mm-hmm. it reminds me of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Remember mm-hmm. the teacher, Ben Stein? He was like, Bueller, Bueller, right. Bueller. No inflection, no tone. And so what are some of the other crucial tips that are really important to help us improve our voice and get more tone and inflection in it? Well, I think, you know, getting away from the words is important. You know, the words versus the message is important. But what, what you, and you just made a great point about the, like that pr- professor, the, the Bueller example. But in life, we're unpredictable all day long. We, we don't ever think about it, but we use highs, we use lows, we get louder, we get softer, we elongate words, we pause, we do all of those things, and we get a script in our hand or get, you know, uh, for actors, you know, get a script in their hand or we get notes in our hand and we flatline because we get so bogged down on the words. So rolling those nuances back in, I call it the orchestra. You know, in life we play with a, with a much fuller orchestra, but when we get nervous and we get to speaking or doing a webinar or whatever it is, we play with one note. So don't be afraid to add those those bits of variety back in because it's those bits that actually captivate your audience. If you, if you say everything with the same value, your audience is saying, oh, I already know where this is going. This is predictable. I got this. I don't need to listen to this. Potentially. So, you know, and, and, and a perfect example of that is, and this is, this is my favorite, I'd love to get quiet because it reels the audience in, and they're not expecting it. We people generally don't use quiet. You do in life, but you never use it as a technique when you're presenting or doing a webinar or acting, you know. So think about all of those variables that you do in life and then recreate them when you speak. It's okay to, to add them in. You know, it's not too much. We think it's too much. Oh, I don't want to be over the top. You're over the top, feels that way to you, but it's interesting to us. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, for our listeners here, we're listening uh, to Tracy Goodwin today, who is the owner of Captivate the Room. She's telling us about how we can use our voice better to uh, become a better speaker, a better coach, a better presenter. And so, Tracy, tell, tell the audience how they can find you online. Where are you located? I am at CaptivateTheRoom.com, 
and they can find me there. There's a pop-up with it. If anyone needs to email me, has any questions, they can contact me there. And all of the information about all my different programs are, are located there on the website. Well, that's wonderful. CaptivateTheRoom.com. So in, in your really just own summary, how do you captivate the room? What's the key? The key is recreating real life feelings, how you feel about them, making it clear in your voice, and doing it in such a way where you make your audience feel something because when they feel something, they have a connection to you, and then there's engagement. And that's when you sell more, you teach more, all those things that you want, that's when that happens when that engagement happens, and we captivate with our voice to make that happen. Absolutely. And I had a good example. I had an a uncle of mine uh, named Father Joseph Tagg. He was a priest here where I live in Memphis, Tennessee. And when he spoke, he used this combination of humor, but he also had a conviction in his voice, but it was also at the same time, I would consider it, eloquent and influential, and he would pack mm-hmm. churches out because he had that combination of things going on in his voice, mm-hmm. which people found just so uh, really captivating. They, they, mm-hmm. they were hanging on every word he said. Mm-hmm. So that, that gives me kind of a, uh, a reference point, so to speak, of, of the different combinations that you can use in your voice, and I know that you work with people who do videos, who speak for a living, and who use their voice, especially with actors, in the, in the world. So are there important tips for people who, say, for example, do video or speak for a living or podcasting and, and how they use their voice? Yes, I think probably my, my number one tip is, and, and a lot of the things you, you mentioned, podcasters, I, I'm, I'm guessing, um, for, for what certainly the ones that I have worked with, which a lot of times are, are podcasters that are new to the industry, but, but probably in general because of the volume of, of interviews that you guys do, but definitely people doing videos and, and webinars and definitely actors, you're working off of a script. Even if it's memorized, you're working off of a script. Don't give the words the power. Now, not to minimize the words. The words, this is what I say. I say the words are everything and they're nothing because words can't necessarily affect me. Plus, if you get too bogged down in the words, you're going to get stuck with that artificial reading sound. Welcome today to my training. I'm glad you're here. Okay? I'm not going to connect to that. I'm not going to be like the, the priest you told me about, if I'm reading to you, you've got to learn, you've got to learn to create a flow, to create real life. Ultimately, the passion that you feel for that subject drives that, even if you have words in front of you. But maybe you're doing something you're not too passionate about. You still have to bring it to life. So that's where voice technique gets really really beneficial is you can lay it in and practice it so that instead of it being welcome to the webinar, I'm glad you're here, you can say, 
oh, you know, that, that would be better if I do that a little, uh, maybe a little higher pitch or a little, a little faster. You know, connect to it, connect, breathe into it, connect to it, add some vocal energy to it. Welcome to the webinar. You know, make it conversational. This stuff you've got to practice. If you think this stuff only in your mind, your mouth won't be able to deliver it because it's never laid it into the muscle memory. So, you know, that's a, that's a big thing that I think happens to a lot of people. Well, in my mind, it sounded really good, and then when I spoke it, it sounded really flat. So you have to practice it out loud. Take that script. Read it out loud. Read it. You know, what are all the different ways you could say it, even if you're not connected to the material? What are the different ways you can talk about the, you know, the, the, the building of the, 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 you know, the C pipe that is inserted now into the G pipe. Somebody's excited about that, you know. Yeah, so, so you, you know, somebody out there is going to be excited about it, and that is where we have to remember our audience. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I, I would say, too, that whether you're excited about your topic or not, there's ways that you can make it more interesting for the people who are listening, and, and that is telling a story and grabbing right. them with the story. How, how is storytelling important to your presentation? How you – well, I think storytelling is great, but I also believe that you have to include all pieces of the story. We have to know the whole story, the, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly is what I say. And I think you also have to pick your stories very carefully according to not necessarily not – not that it's not your story – but we could all go on and on and on and on with stories. What story is going to affect your particular audience the most? But then you have to bring it to life. You have to connect to the emotion of it. Now, that's you know, an organic way to put it, but you've got to think about the sensory piece of it. What, is it, what did it feel like in that hot desert? I want to hear that in your voice. Because I, that's what's going to affect me. That's what's going to make me go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this guy was stuck in that desert. I've got to buy this book. I've got to read about that. But if you just, you know, tell about the hot desert with, with nothing, that may not affect my senses. That's what we're really going for here with vocal variety is it's a wonderful way to affect people's senses. So I think storytelling is, is huge. It's hugely popular it has been, it will continue to be because it is a way in which people can connect to us, but it has to be not just the words. It has to be the delivery of the words that make me feel your story and connect to it. Mm. That's, that's a great point. And speaking of delivery, it's sometimes we listen to people talk their accent gets in the way, and sometimes it's hard to even understand a person if their accent is thick or it's, it's, un, it's un, almost unrecognizable. So what about the accent that we need to pay attention to, especially if I'm a southern boy on the West Coast giving a presentation and nobody can understand what I'm, what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's a problem. It's, it's a problem, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because I get that question sometimes, and I would say – 30 to 40% of my clients are accident reduction clients. When they get to me, they already know that there's a problem because they're not getting the promotion. They're not getting, um, 
you know, they're having to make speeches. Nobody, you know, they're having to constantly repeat themselves. And this is kind of my take on it. I don't believe you can completely take an accent away because I believe that every single experience in our lives is in our muscle memory. It's there. You've, you've spoke with that accent for 37 years. I can't take it away. But I can lay something new in. It goes back to that 90-second delay, I mean that 90-second checkout. If we can't understand you, we are, we've morphed into a, an audience that is so distracted and so busy and so bogged down, if I have to work hard to hear you, I'm checking out. So I think that the question is, and I think you said it, when it is in the way, I think you need to do something about it. If people can't understand you, if you have pacing issues, if you have words that, you know, a lot of different countries and nationalities, they don't have all the letters that, that, that they need or they invert the letters, that needs to be fixed. Because, one, you're going to be happier, I'll assure you, when you're not having to constantly repeat yourself. Studies done on are, are really fascinating people with, that have struggled with heavy accents and, and what it really does to their psyche. It can be damaging because it, it, it damages the self-esteem or it can. But there's another interesting piece to this too, and that's perception. And I've had a lot of people hire me based on perception around the world of their accent. And I'm talking Americans. I'm talking southern Fortune 500 executives that hired me because the perception was they weren't smart from somewhere else, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you know, another country or East Coast, you know, whatever, because they would be from Texas and they talk like this. You're clearly smart. You're the president of a Fortune 500, you know, company but there's a perception based on that accent that you're not. So we tweak it a little bit, and everything changes, you know. So there's, there's, several, yeah, there's several pieces to that, but I think it's really good stuff. If it's in the way, adjust it. Well, there's some other things that get in the way as well, uh, not just the accent, but people who really want to speak and have a message are very afraid of getting in front of the audience, speaking mm-hmm. on camera, doing a webinar, whatever it is. So what is the most important tip for those of us who have a real fear of this public speaking thing? And I I explained to people in in my book coming out here just a few months about what I had to go through to jump through that fear on my own, which is basically getting up in front of an audience and sweating through my clothes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And I got there. But what can you share with us about that fear, getting past that fear of public speaking? Well, I think there's two things. One, a lot of times I say run to the roar because the roar is not nearly going to be as bad as you think. We, we have this, this envision of what a nightmare this is going to be, and that's, that's from past experiences. We've, you know, we've put all this in our psyche. This is going to be a disaster. What are people going to think? Ba, ba, ba. Run to the roar because it's not going to be a lion most of the time. It's going to be a kitten and it's going to be okay. But if you never run there, you're never going to know. The second thing that I like to do with people who are terrified of public speaking, which I see plenty of, what is the fear? Look at the fear, really rationalize it, and if it's still valid, create a backup plan. Well, what if, what if I get up there and I'm so nervous I forget everything? That's okay. 
that's valid fear. We're going to make such exceptional notes, and I'm going to teach you exactly how to find your place that you're going to be okay. We go into the fear, but without the plan. So the plan supports us. Then we have the success, and that success starts building our confidence, and then we believe we can do it. That, that's kind of my theory on it. Absolutely. That's a wonderful theory, absolutely. And I think for most people, this is such a huge fear that we should tell people right here from where I'm from, it's not a tiger. It's not going to eat you. Uh, right. But it, it, you can get through it. And it's really funny, you step through the first time, how easy it is after that just to continue on. Yeah. So that's exactly what I, what I found out the, the hard way, but um, I'm better off for it, I assure you. Well, you know, it's the, the, it's the number one fear. It's been the number one fear my whole life. So, there, so it's valid. You know, I get it. I'm not minimizing on any level. But I do encourage people to get to the other side of it because once you're free from it, the world's your oyster. Absolutely. 100%. Could not agree more. Uh, Tracy, I know that you, you have been called the red sweater lady. What's what's going on with that? <laughs> well, that's a funny story, and I wish it was some, you know, really fabulous, high-drama, Indiana Jones kind of story. But the truth of the matter is, is I was hired by eHow about eight years ago to come in and do about 50, 60 videos for them as an expert in speaking and voice. And I got to set and ready to go, prepped, started my first video, said my name, and the director yells, cut. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this isn't a good start. We've got, you know, I just all I've said is my name. He said, well, we have to call you something. you got to have a name. I said, well, uh, Tracy Goodwin, that's my, no, no, you got to have a name. You know, like, you know, a, a catch name. And I'm thinking, what? I'm so focused on my content. I'm not, I don't know what to call me. I had a red sweater on. He said, there you go, how about the red sweater lady? And I said, I like it. And it stuck. From that day forward, literally almost weekly, people go looking for the red sweater lady. I get emails. I'm looking for the red sweater lady. Are you the red sweater lady? We want to bring in the red sweater lady. So while I've kind of rebranded as Captivate the Room because that's what I, you know, truly what I, I help people do, I don't think I'll, you know, I think red sweater lady will be with me forever, certainly as long as those videos are alive and well. So that's the story of the red sweater lady. Yeah, that's awesome. That's wonderful. I'll go looking for the red sweater lady and see what I can find. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, now you talk about using your true voice. Now, what exactly do you mean by true voice? True voice is the voice that you speak in that is solid, that is free, that feels good, that is generally you know, a lower pitch. It doesn't feel strained. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel fake. Many, many people create a not real voice. And it's because of there's it's, it's all the voice is completely linked to the psychology. Maybe they, you know, society said that you've got to be cute. So you start, you know, you create this voice because you want to be cute. And then it fits. But that's not your real voice. I used to, you know, I used to talk like that too. But, of course, I was extremely nasal, and, uh, and this is my true voice. But I had to have, you know, I went through voice training to, to, get my vo- to get to my true voice. 
So it's an alternate voice that is not as powerful, not as real, not as free that we've created based on life experiences or environmental experiences because it's what we think people want to hear. But it's exhausting. You know, it's, it's strained and it's tiring and, it, and it, your throat is tight and you, just, and you don't have any power. You know, I mean, how much, how much variety can I really do up here, you know, versus down here? So that's what the real voice is. I would, I would think that using your true voice, too, you, you have a much freer flow of energy and that you have to expend using your voice. And you know that I do energy work with people and helping them remo- remove the roadblocks and resentments. And that, on an energetic level, that's very important. Mm-hmm. Speak a little bit to how energy is, is used with the voice and how we can bring better energy to what we're, what we're doing with the voice. Well, the voice, the not true voice, is not connected to the breath. So there is no energy, really. It's, you know, it's flat. It's, it, it's strained. It's, you know, it's, there, there's, there's not a whole lot of energy around in that voice. So one of the big ways to infuse the voice with energy to to get it connected, which I use the term get it connected, which is also energy. That's three, you know, that's being in the zone. That's the through line from mind, body, voice, and breath. And the, one of the best ways to create energy in the voice is breathing. And, you know, we talk about vocal energy, and, and vocal energy could, you could come up with a whole lot of different ways to explain that. But vocal energy to me is that infusion of the breath because that infusion of the breath connects you and creates the vulnerability. Vocal energy can also be a more technical approach where you practice laying it in. You, you, um, you add in a little more volume. You add in a little more punch with whatever elements that you're working with, and that can create a vocal energy it's just a, you know it might end up being a little more technical but if you can if you can connect to the breath through your true voice and your mind body and voice is connected you're going to go into the, what i call the zone you've ever given a speech or done an interview or whatever it is and you got finished and somebody said wow that was great what you, you remember what you said about and you're like no I don't remember I don't remember anything I said. You were in the zone, you were connected, you were fueling off of that internal energy, mind, body, voice, and the breath was the glue. And that created that vocal energy. That that is what sent that passion with you know, out into the world with variety. So that's you know that's energy from from this perspective of the voice and, and the work that I do. But I think that energy work is is amazing. I'll I'll use that like what you do when I talk to when I work with actors. You go on an audition and the guy auditioning next to you is is you know I use a scale of one to ten. One you're practically dead. Ten you're an auctioneer. And you go in there and the guy you're auditioning with is a two. You have to learn to channel into that energy know what it feels like in the body, and in that moment, pull it up so that no matter whether we're auditioning with a guy that's a two, no matter whether we 
have an audience that clearly does not like what we're saying. Maybe we're interviewing somebody that's a little flat, not, you know, whatever it is, we can still drive that energy. We can still connect to it and be in that zone because it's, you know, in the zone is where we're going to change lives. That's right. Getting into the zone. And again, we're talking zone with Tracy Goodwin here from CaptivateTheRoom.com. You can find her online. She is a, a vocal coach, a wonderful vocal coach, as a matter of fact. And so feel free to check her out and find out all the good stuff she's got online at CaptivateTheRoom.com. Tracy, last question here, and this is a Journey to Success original. We always like to, to find out from um, our guests, what really drives you to be successful and make up the heart of your voice coaching practice? What is it that really gets you going and helping others in the way that you do? I believe that everyone, every single one of us has a message to share. And I believe that there's somebody or a bunch of somebodies out there waiting to hear your message. If you don't share it, they're going to miss the message. We're all here to help each other. So it's about the courage and the confidence to say what you need to say, but I want you to say it beautifully. So it's, 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 cha- it's about changing lives one word at a time. And, you know, all of that stuff rolls in. Fear of public speaking, you know, not knowing how to use the voice, you know, delivering material, but I'm not, I'm not affecting anyone. I want people to be affected. I want to shake this place up. And that is my true purpose. And that is why, of all things, you know, you don't, you don't wake up at 12 and go, you know, I think I'm going to be a voice coach. What? You know, you know, who thought of that? But that's what, I, that's what I'm here to do. So that's, that's what drives me, is making a difference one voice at a time. Tracy, thank you so much for joining me today. This has just been a wonderful, wonderful interview. Oh, I've just loved every minute of it. And again, we thank you. Thank you to Tracy Goodwin for joining us here on Journey to Success Radio. You are listening to the Journey to Success Radio Network. Find out more about the network, business, and Journey to Success Radio.com. And we'll see you soon for our next amazing success story. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email Tom at TomTooTall.com for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.